Hello and welcome to Empire Builders, the place for entrepreneurs, business owners and experts who want to build an epic empire. I'm Nick James and thanks for joining me here today. Hey, hey, how you doing? Nick James here. What a phenomenal time to build on Absolutely. It's episode number nine of Open and Real Q&A with Nick J. This time, um, I'm a little bit concerned. The reason is, um, apparently, without my knowing, an email went out to our clients saying, um, this was from Adam, our head of marketing, thanks, Ad, saying, right, we're doing um, a final Open and Real Q&A um, of this part of the last one we'll record this year, I suspect. Um, what questions have you got for Nick? Do your worst. Like, let's wind him up and ask him, like, the most difficult, awkward questions in the world. So, um, yeah, this episode could be interesting. We've got some probably awkward, challenging, difficult. Watch me squirm as I answer these, probably. Pretty sure that was the subject. Was that what it was? The subject line for the email was watch Nick squirm yeah. or something. So, um, yeah, squirming to commence. Uh, question number one, Jav, what we got? They did well. So the first one is from Alexis Kingsbury. Yeah. And it's, what do you wish you could say to clients who aren't making good progress, but suspect that they couldn't handle you saying it? <laughs> okay. Um, what, what do I wish I could say to clients not making progress? but they couldn't handle it. Look, it, it is different for different clients. So this is a generalization, but um, which wouldn't be true in all cases. Um, I think there's probably two main reasons that I believe most clients of ours that don't get necessarily the result they want. These are the sources or the causes. Um, the first one is they're just not working bloody hard enough, quite frankly. Like, they're playing at it. Um, and sometimes there's good reason because they've got another business that demands more attention or, you know, of course, they've got family to take care of and other things in their life that are priority. And I guess if that's the case, fine. And own that and take responsibility for that and go, look, the reason my business isn't where I want it to be is because I haven't prioritized it over these things, which I'm not saying you should. Um, so that's the first thing is like, they're just not for whatever reason doing the work. And by the way, some people are just lazy and that's why they're not getting the result. Um, the, the second thing, which um, this is like, you gotta be really careful with this. Um, which kind of ties into, I think, one of the other questions we've got around like maintaining energy and mindset and state. Um, I, like, honestly, I think a lot of people just don't look after their bodies well enough and their minds well enough. Um, and they're too easily, they're not disciplined enough. So they're not disciplined enough with what they eat, with hydration, with exercise, with all these things, um, which I prioritize those things. Um, now, the irony being, literally for the last three weeks, I've probably been lower energy for the last three weeks than I've been for the last three years, um, barring when I had COVID. So maybe maybe similar in that, not as severe, but just like um, being ill, 
um, then was on some medication, like that didn't go very well. Like, so that knocked me about a bit. So I've just not had my, my normal routine of like exercise and not been eating the same I normally would eat. And there's been a lot of knock on effects. Um, so I can sympathize. Like I know that it can happen to anybody. And I think a lot of people just don't prioritize that enough. Um, they, they end up, um, it's a lack of discipline on the things that contribute to energy um, and state and a good mindset. Um, and so, yeah, I think the, the two things really are very linked. It's like, frankly, just a lack of discipline when it comes to how you look after yourself, when it comes to how you manage your time. Um, I think that's the reason why. If people aren't getting the results they want, those are the first two places that I would look. Um, and, you know, I have to be really, like the things that I wish I could say to people, but I don't because I don't want to offend anyone. Like if somebody's physically not in good shape and it's pretty obvious, calling them out on that is not easy. Um, but, uh, you know, and and funnily enough, the the more I get to know people, the um, I guess the, the better relationship I build with a client, the more direct and brutal I can tend to be and so uh, like in our seven figure mastermind group which is a small group most of the members I've been working with for a significant period of time like I can be and the group can be savage at times but that's because there's a degree of trust and the reason people are sat in that room and are paying a lot of money for the privilege isn't because they want to be told yes you're amazing just as you are they want to be told, like, give it to me both barrels, like they want the truth. So, yeah, hopefully that answers that question. What's the next one, Jav? I'm dreading whatever the next one is. So the next one is from Veronica Pullen. Yeah. And obviously we're all amazing. So um, what are the things your team keep doing <laughs> or not doing in their role that frustrate you? Yeah, thanks, Veronica. Um, I've known Veronica for a very long time, by the way. So, um, yeah, I could always rely on Veronica to cut to the chase. So um, what are the things that the team either do or don't do that frustrate me? Is that it? Yeah. Um, it does vary from individual to individual. So, like, um, I'm, I shouldn't really pick people out, but I will. Um, like Jack, for example, who's our head of sales, the things that he does that frustrate me are very different to the things that somebody else might do or don't do. So like, for example, I'll use Jack because I can, uh, he won't mind. Like his greatest weakness is, um, like he is his own biggest critic. So like often I'm, the thing that frustrates me sometimes with Jack is I'm like, mate, like just take a second to realize how amazing you've done. Um, so most of my leading of him is actually like getting him to be less hard on himself, if that makes sense. Um, and then, but there's other people that are the complete opposite where I go, actually, um, there are other people in the team whereby, you know, they, um, they probably don't have the same, um, standards that I do or that maybe other people in the team do. Um, and that's frustrating. I need to remind myself that ultimately I'm responsible for everything that um, happens within these four walls. Ultimately, when it comes down to it, it's my responsibility. And so, um, you know, if somebody's down on himself, 
if somebody is not holding the standards that I would hope they hold, then there's a reason for that. And ultimately, um, that reason is me. So I need to look in the mirror. Um, so whilst I'm not suggesting for a second that I don't get frustrated, this morning, here we go. I've loosened up now, Jav. Um, this morning I went in the kitchen um, and I've opened the dishwasher and like somebody has packed the dishwasher so much with stuff and it's been on in the night, but all the stuff's still filthy. So I'm like, right now we need to unload it and put less stuff in and then put it back on. And it's just little, like, by the way, it's the same. I'm, I'm sure, um, you know, with the exception of those that live alone, then it is all you. But, you know, if you live with anyone else, friends, family, spouse, kids, whatever, um, parents, um, that live with you, like the dynamics of coexisting can be frustrating at times, but it's things, it's always things like the dishwasher that piss people off. It's never the big things, which it really should be. Um, it's the small stuff. And so um, the, there's loads of little small things that I know frustrate us all within these four walls. And, you know, we are 25 people who are spending a lot of time together, um, you know, uh, and so if we're not careful, you know, we're under each other's feet and our little um, idiosyncratic habits um, come into play. Um, so I know that that happens. Um, and I'd like to think that we do a fairly good job as a team of coexisting and, um, but there's always, I don't want to paint any fantasy that it's not challenging at times because it is. Um, and also, you know, when you've got a team that's um, very diverse in background, um, cycle, like in terms of their psychographic profile, so like personality styles are very different. You know, we've got people that are real introverted geeky types we've got people that are full-on extrovert life and soul of the party and everything in between you know we've got our youngest member of the team i think ollie is 18. Yeah. our oldest member of the team i won't say is in their mid 40s um maybe even edging towards late 40s i believe this year um so like that's a big gap um so yeah i think when all of those things are considered we do quite a good job of coexisting um and, you know, little things that frustrate. Actually, you know what? The thing that probably frustrates me most, generally speaking, um, and Nat, uh, my wife, would feel this worse than anyone. Um, even though I'm not naturally a detailed person, I notice things when they're not perfect. So like, I'll walk into a room and if it's a bit untidy, I'll notice mm -hmm. the thing that's untidy. It's how my brain's wired. Um, whereas actually when I walk into a room and it's perfectly tidy, I don't notice it. I delete that completely. I know that is the source of friction at home for sure between me and that. Um, and it's probably the same here. Um, like my, my standards for environment are very high. And so if ever there's a point at which that standard drops slightly, it does frustrate me. Right, the next one, you can relax a little bit. Okay. Because it's from Helen Plant and she's asking about marketing. Right, thanks Helen for putting a serious question in for us. Anyway. So it's, if marketing online is changing on a weekly basis, how do you keep up with marketing trends? Yeah, okay. Um, first of all, Helen, um, thanks for the serious question. No, um, 
First of all, I'm not sure it's true that market online is changing on a weekly basis. I'm not sure it's that frequent, um, but it's definitely true that marketing online is ever changing and there are trends that we need to keep on top of for sure. Um, this is called open and real Q&A, so I'm going to be open and real. Um, how do I keep up with changes in, uh, changes in marketing trends online? I don't. That's the truth. I don't. Um, I, it's not my passion. It's not my biggest strength. Um, fortunately, I have a marketing team, of which Jav is one, um, who are here to keep on top of those things. So I, I think, um, yeah, Adam and the rest of the marketing team do do a really good job of keeping on top of um, trends. We, we also have external sources of knowledge and expertise. So um, for example, we work with an external um, agency who support on the paid advertising front. So of course it's their job to keep on track of the changing trends when it comes to um, Facebook and Instagram ads and, and paid advertising. Um, so I, I suppose we kind of leverage their, keep, they keep on top of the trends ultimately so that we don't have to as much. Um, the other thing I said, I don't, but the other thing that I do, um, is, um, uh, first of all, I, um, I'm a member of, there's one mastermind in particular that I'm a member of where a large part of the subject matter tends to be marketing related. So, um, I will attend that mastermind once every quarter and we will discuss as a group what's working right now, what are the changing trends. Um, it's quite industry specific. So um, I think all of the members are in the expert industry, running events, either online or in person, courses, mentorships, masterminds, that kind of thing. Um, and we basically mastermind on what's working. And so a large part of that is marketing related. So that's always really helpful. And then I come back to the office and sit down with Adam and debrief and go, right, here's what Here's what I'm hearing. Here's what maybe we're not doing that we should be testing. Um, so yeah, those are a, a couple of things that I do or that we do probably is fairer because um, I don't do that much that we do to keep on top of um, the changing trends when it comes to marketing. Nice. I think Ad's part of a, or he runs a marketing. <laughs> yeah, Ad also hosts a kind of marketing mastermind. I'm always on the lookout. So actually there's, a, there's a, another mastermind um, I know the guy that runs it fairly well, um, which is very specific marketing related, which I'm considering joining. Um, but my resistance is probably I'd want Ad to be involved, really. Um, so I'm not sure how that looks. Um, but yeah, I, I suppose the other thing, I don't really listen to many audiobooks or podcasts on marketing. The odd one comes up where, you know, ad goes, mate, I've been listening to this or reading this. You've got to, you've got to check it out. And then I often do. Um, so like he, he raved about Alex Hormozzi's book, $100 million offers, which is essentially a marketing book, um, which I listened to um, early this year. Uh, there was another one, um, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. Uh, Jav, I think you've probably listened or read that on Ad's recommendation. So a couple of those. So I, I suppose it's funny, now I'm answering the question. I do probably do more than I think. Um, but most of my 
learning and um, the content that I uh, consume now is more about leadership and building, um, developing people and building a company that scales is more the kind of subject matter that I'm on at the moment. So I'm, I'm listening to an audiobook at the moment um, called Extreme Ownership by Jocko Willink and Leith Babin, I think the other guy's called. Um, so I'm listening to that at the moment, which is really, really good. Um, yeah, so most of the content I consume now, and I suppose um, it was Helen that asked this, right? Um, I suppose that in itself probably demonstrates how my role has changed and evolved over time because there was a time where almost all of my studying and learning and the content I was consuming was around marketing and, and generating more business. And now actually very little of what I study is generating more business directly. It's more, how do you lead a team? How do you scale a company? Um, which of course in turn will generate higher revenues, but that's not really the focus of my, my study right now. Nice. Hey, real quick, if you've been listening to the Empire Builders podcast for any length of time, you'll know that I do not run ads on this podcast. And what you should also know about me is that I only partner with companies who I absolutely 100% believe in. And so I'm making an exception because of my partnership and my loyalty to Keep. So since 2010, I've been using Keep, which was previously known as Infusionsoft, to automate all the sales and marketing in my business, deliver world-class experience to my clients, run e-commerce reports, manage affiliates, partners, and loads more. I really believe that Keep is the best CRM on the planet for small businesses, for entrepreneurs that are building their empire. Many of my guests on this podcast use it, and pretty much all of my closest friends in the industry also use it. That should speak volumes. So uh, Infusionsoft recently rebranded to keep k-e-a-p and what they've also done is brilliantly made it even more affordable even more usable for businesses that are at different stages of their journey so go and get a free demo all you need to do is go to keep.com that's k-e-a-p keep.com forward slash empire builders and by using that link i've negotiated the best possible deal for Empire Builders subscribers. So go to keep.com forward slash Empire Builders. You get a free demo, and when you go through that unique link, it means you'll get the best possible deal because you're a subscriber of this podcast. So let's get back to the show. Back into the squirm then. Right, squirm, squirm away, let's do it. So this one's from D, D Patney. Yeah, by the way, D and I have known each other, I think, almost 20 years. Um, she knows a lot about me. Good, bad, the ugly. I'm concerned about Dee's question. Oh, she's about to find out something else. So what's the one thing you never want to reveal to anyone that you've managed to keep from those you know well until now? Time to reveal. You know what? Like, that's really hard to answer because um, I like to think, look, the name of this show is open and real q a with nick j I'd, I'd like to think that i am fairly open and real and i'd like to think that you know i share more probably 
on stage, on podcasts, when I create content, I'd like to think that I share more openly than most in our industry. Um, so like I was, uh, we were running a workshop a couple of weeks ago um, online um, and I was very open. Somebody asked me a question about our like financial targets um, and how we were doing as far as hitting them for this year. And I was very open and said, we're falling short and here's, here's why that is. And like, I don't mind sharing that stuff. So um, yeah, I, th I think um, that I, I feel like I'm quite open when it comes to that stuff. Read me the question again so I can hear the exact wording. I want to make sure I give an answer. I don't want to, I don't want to dodge anything. Yeah. It's not my style. So right. What was the exact wording? So what's the one thing that you'd never want to reveal to anyone that you've managed to keep from those you know well? Yeah, so I think um, when it comes to people that I know, like Nat and my family, like there really isn't anything. Um, but when it comes to like clients and people that I know well, but they're not maybe as close to me as maybe family would be. Um, yeah, there's, there's probably a whole part of my life that no one really knows about, I guess. Um, which actually, I just, it's because it's in my mind right now. Um, so I was at my dad's uh, Monday, Tuesday. So the last couple of days, um, I go and visit him every couple of, uh, uh, well, I normally visit him twice a year. Um, and uh, yeah, like me and my dad have always had a, a, a good relationship, but I don't see him that regularly. Um, and I think the bit that like people don't know is like his life is completely different to mine. And so when I'm in that environment, I'm probably a very different person. Um, so like literally it is, you know, his life is like, he would say himself, pretty simple. Um, you know, he hasn't got much or the desire to have much. Um, uh, he's, you know, content. And uh, so, you know, I go and see him and stay at his house and we go to the little social club and have a game of snooker and a couple of drinks. Um, and like for two days, twice a year, I go and exist in that world, which is just so alien to me, so alien. Um, but I actually love it because um, first of all, um, you know, it, it's certainly um, a change of scene and uh, gives me um, a lot of gratitude for the world that I live in and the people that I surround myself with and, um, you know, what I've created. So, yeah. Don't know if that answered the question, but, yeah. It, I, I should probably, next time I go and see him, I should probably capture more of it so that people can see that because, yeah, like the people that go, are you serious? Like, you're actually doing that for a couple of, you're, you're spending two days in that environment and it just doesn't feel like I would. Um, but, you know, when I was growing up, um, I went to see my dad every weekend. And again, it was like a complete, I think I have spoke about this before. It was a complete like culture shift every weekend for me to go from, you know, living where I lived with my mum and my nan and my granddad um, and the school I went to and the, you know, the environment I spent time in to then go every weekend and, Stay at my dad's was like very, very different. Um, so yeah, probably that's part of my life that I don't really talk about much and maybe I should. Um, maybe next time I go and see him, I'll do some Instagram stories so people can see what it's all about. Nice.
Right. The last one is from Naya Waters. Yeah. And it's another relax, no squirm. Yeah, well, I actually know about this question because she asked me um, recently and I went, oh, that'd be a good question for Q&A. So send it to Jav, which she has. So it's, what do you do to maintain mindset and have the ability to hold your energy for everything you do? That's across personal, business and family life. Yeah, yeah. So, so I think, um, first of all, like full transparency, it's not perfect all of the time. Like, like I just said, pro- probably for the last three weeks, um, my energy... Um, and at times state has been low, certainly lower than it normally would be. It's funny, actually, I, I, um, I phoned my wife and Nat when I was on the way to the office this morning because like I got up and went to the gym. She was still in bed. Then by the time I got home, she was just leaving um, to take Ty to golf lesson and take the dog to doggy daycare. Um, so we haven't really spoken this morning or seen each other. And I just phoned her and I was like, cause I, you know, um, I've probably not been great to live with for the last three weeks, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not a very good ill person. Um, and so I just phoned her and I was like, um, well, first of all, great news. I feel better today than I felt for about three or four weeks, no word of a lie. Um, so I wanted to, before I answer the question, just share like, it's not perfect all the time. Like people get ill, I'm a normal person. It happens, um, but assuming that's not the case, like what do, what do you do to maintain um, mindset, energy, state um, across all areas? Um, I do think having, for me personally, having like a mix of variety. Um, if I'm doing the same thing every single day, I do get bored easily. So. Um, you know, I mix up my training in the mornings and that's part of the um, the training program that I have at my gym. They switch it up every kind of 12 weeks normally. So that gives me a bit of variety, um, keeps me interested, keeps me challenged. Um, I think also um, having, I think you can be more all in disciplined, energized in your business if you have times when you're all out and you're not on it at all. So like at the weekends, generally speaking, I don't have any, um, I, d- I don't have any time to even think or focus on business. Um, so, you know, like kids football, normally when the weather's decent, Saturday morning, Sunday morning, um, spend time with, um, you know, the family and um, friends and stuff like that. So I think that the fact that I have the time and the space to switch off from work makes it easier for me to be on when I'm on rather than being on all the time. Um, and a long time ago, um, I can't even remember when it was, like I basically stopped working evenings completely. And now I do an occasional, you know, Zoom when I have to or something in the evening, but it's rare. Um, but I mean, I, I used to work into work to 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night, regular. Um, and I just stopped doing it. I just went, I, I don't even remember why or when, but I just stopped doing it. So I think actually, Knowing yourself and how you're wired helps because I don't think it's a set rule that says you shouldn't work in the evening. Some people do their best work in the evening. And for some people, the way their life, their family, et cetera, is set up, lends itself better to working in the evening. Um, I'm the opposite. So like my setup lends itself 
better to not work in the evening um, so that I can invest time in um, specifically spending with Nat, you know, because otherwise we wouldn't see that much of each other because I'm out of the house really early most mornings. So I, th I think having um, a structure to your working, well, your, to, to your normal day, week helps um, massively. Uh, I think that's key to have that structure. Um, and as I've shared many times before, you know, mine um, is like, for a few hours in the morning, I'm working on my physical, mental, emotional well-being, whether that's exercise, listening to podcasts, audio books, whatever it might be. Um, so, you know, I have time set aside to do that. Um, you know, so I think that that's a big piece of it. Um, and making sure that you have downtime as well. I think that's really important. I, I think I've always done that quite well. Um, when I look at, and by the way, you know, I'm, I'm blessed to, um, be friends with and, um, connect with some very, very successful people. And something I do notice, I think many don't do that. Many don't switch off easily or well. Um, I think I do that quite well. And so, um, I think that helps. Um, but like I said, you know, I spent the last three or four weeks, like not in great energy. So, um, yeah, it feels good to be back. Um, just before Christmas. Um, so I'm looking forward to enjoying a few days off as well because um, I had a few days off around my birthday and just felt like shit for four days. So actually didn't really enjoy it to be perfectly honest. So yeah, looking forward to Christmas and feeling good over, uh, over the next, what we've got. I've got like four days pretty much um, where I won't be doing anything at all work-wise. So yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Because I think it's important to do that to recharge and then you can kind of hit the, Hit the ground running thereafter. Yep. The end. The end. Um, thanks, everyone, for sending your questions in, as always. Um, thanks in particular for those who made me squirm just a little bit. By the way, we joke about it. I love questions that are challenging and that are a little bit different than the norm. Um, so please keep them coming in. Um, send them in via email to jav, J-A-V, at expertempires.com, and then jav will put them forward to me for the next episode of Open The Real Q&A. Um, so if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe. If you're listening on podcast platforms, subscribe there. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, comment, let us know what you think. Um, or equally, you could put questions in the comments, I guess. We'll pick those up there as well. So um, thanks everyone for listening, for watching, for tuning in. Hopefully you enjoyed this episode as much as I did making it for you as always. Have a great new year, depending on when you're listening or watching this. Um, and uh, here's to a successful 2023 for everyone. See you soon. Okay, that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening to Empire Builders. Please subscribe, leave us a review on Apple, on Spotify, on other platforms, and uh, share the love, tell your friends. Remember till next time, the more you connect, the more you collect. <laughs>